Back in on Canuck Central, hour number two of the program. This hour of Canuck Central brought to you by Brevo. Brevo provides convenient cloud-based access control systems from your mobile device for any industry. Go to lp.brevo.com Canada for a smart demonstration. And of course, we're in the Kintech studio. Kintech, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet, what are you waiting for? It is a Friday we had uh, Jim Rutherford, who just signed a new contract with your Vancouver Canucks on in the first hour of the program. So if you want to check that out, you are able to do so with your favorite podcatcher. Subscribe, leave a review. That way you never miss any of our exclusive interviews here on Canuck Central, any of our inside info, and of course, every single post-game show with my co-host Satyar Shah and Bick Nazar. And uh, you know what? The post-games are just going to get more and more interesting as the season goes on. A man hyped. So hyped. It's yeah. so much fun, man, talking about a winning hockey team, mm-hmm. excitement within the fan base, and, and talking about like a, the, the things a good team does well and how they're able to win different types of games. Honestly, it's, it's a lot of fun talking about a team that's having a lot of success. And uh, here on the show, we get to talk about what Chef Alvin is cooking up. Timbo, 650-650, Chef Alvin firing up the ovens, boys. Something's cooking. Yeah, and it's probably not meatballs. <laughs> uh, it might be a new player for the top six. That's uh, clearly what the Canucks want. We'll get to more of this in the mailbag. It's a Mailbag Friday. Hit the music. Just like, name a more iconic beat drop than the Mailbag Friday on Canuck Central. I mean, there, there might be a few more <laughs> iconic ones. No, not, not in our world. I don't know. Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. By the way. At Steve- Rogers Arena when Nikita Zadorov is dropping bodies on the ice. That was terrific, by the way. That was terrific. Shouts to in-game ops for yeah. for uh, for pulling that one out last night. And by the way, like uh, I-, I was half expecting the rink to like be s- somewhat empty last yeah. night. I'm like, you know, roads are bad. People staying home. Wasn't a lot of traffic getting from the studio to the rink last no, night. No. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be dead. And we got there. Like, oh, no, it's pretty packed. Yeah. People were smart. Took the SkyTrain. Yeah. Good idea. Veteran moves yeah. by a uh, veteran. Yes. Who says hockey fans are not smart? Not me. <laughs> I don't say that. Uh, this first question. Which teams could fall out of the playoff race and become sellers? Philadelphia. Yes. I don't uh, think Philly's fallen out. Like, they're good. Are they not just good? They dominated Dallas. Oh my yeah, god! I know, man. Like it's... They might just be good. Yeah, I, th- I think you know how. I mean, I don't think the, the, I think the Canucks are. You know, they beat the Canucks twice. <laughs> but but <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> be careful what I say careful here. Careful what you wish for, Sat. <laughs> yeah, like get a one... Philly Canucks Stanley Cup final. And yeah, no Philly's kidding. just gonna sweep them away. N- no kidding. But uh, the Canucks, I dare say, have more talent on the yes. roster than the Flyers do. I feel like a lot of teams have more talent than maybe the Flyers do, but... Yeah, but it's about how you play, and credit to them. So I'm not even sure they're going to fall out, right? Yeah. Um, do that the Devils Owen fall typical out? wasn't that. Yeah. The Devils, like, I, I, I feel like I want to short uh, Lindy Ruff right now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's feeling the heat, as we talked about yesterday. So here's the thing with the Devils. All of this, and there's still just four points out with three games in hand on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who currently hold that second wild card spot. Yeah. So they aren't in a position where they should pack it in just yet. But given the amount of injuries, the continued lackluster goaltending, 
it just feels like it's not their year no. kind of thing. You yeah. know? Like things aren't adding up for them. And at what point do you just say, maybe this year ain't it? Yeah. I think the Devils are another, the Devils are that team for sure. Uh, the Islanders, mm-hmm. they're not in a playoff spot, but you know. But I mean, they're so like strapped with long-term contracts of what are they really selling? The Penguins. Yeah. They could. I mean, those are all the, t- but even the Capitals, right? Those are all the, all the bubble teams that, you know, could be falling out. In the West, like, I think Minnesota's cooked. Yeah. I think they're cooked. Spurgeon being out for the season it just completely kills them. The thing, a lot of these teams, though, uh, so many of their players that might be interesting seem to be locked up on long term deals uh-huh. and probably aren't the guys that they want to trade, right? Yeah. And Minnesota's clearly in that category. We spoke to Jim Rutherford. If you missed the interview, you can check it out. A lot of great things he had to say. Um, but essentially said, like, you know, we're going to be have to, we have to look at the rental market. Maybe that's kind of what's available. Maybe the team you want to see drop out is the Calgary Flames. Well, they're pretty much out, aren't they? I no, the, I guess not. You're right. You're they're right. not completely out of no, it yet. They're, they're faking. They're, they've, they've, <laughs> <laughs> they're fake in because LA yeah. is like, oh, we're so bad. Now. Yeah, they're the Canucks during the Boudreaux year. Fake in, fake in. You know, it's like you could talk yourself into it and kind of try to sell, you know, a half-assed during a playoff run. But yeah. really, we all know it's probably going to come up short. How many times did, during the Boudreaux year were we like, this team is cooked? Yeah. They're done. <laughs> they're done. They three in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they went three in a row. Like, oh, maybe, you know what? maybe they're back. Maybe yeah. that's what the that's what the Flames have been yeah. doing since like December. They're like kombucha girl meme. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No. No. Well. Uh, next. Next one is: Does Kuzmenko still have positive value as a trade asset, or is he now negative value and would require a sweetener to move? If there is uh, general managers and scouts not watching Andre Kuzmenko play right now, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He's a tough watch at this moment. He's really tough, man. Like he he just looks like he looks completely uh, bereft of confidence. Yeah. But also like he looks soft too and. He looks sad, very sad. Yes. You know, it doesn't look very good. The soft part is probably the toughest thing to overcome. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know I, it's not going to play in the playoffs. No. I mean, so. And look, I know he got hit in the face with the puck, and it was a pretty, like, remarkably, he only missed one game when that happened, and he had a pretty nasty shiner to go along with it. But you can't be on the power play expected to be a net front guy and being diving away from pucks. No, you know what he, you know what he's like right now. He's like Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder. <laughs> After the accident, he's shook. He's got to overcome it. Yeah. You got to run through the blazes, come out the other end, and yeah. feel good about it. He's Will Ferrell in Talladega yeah. Nights. He's yeah. got to build himself back up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really a tough watch. Like. I don't know if he had a shift after that moment, uh, the late second period power play where Besser tried to pass a puck over to him. Bick and I talked about it in the intermission mm. because I, I like I lost it in the press box when I saw it. And yeah. I'm just like, you got to move your feet, man. <laughs> you know, you you're never going to win a battle if you're not moving your feet and trying to get body position on somebody. No, I also just realized we didn't answer the question. Yeah. I, I don't think Sorry. he has much trade value. No, no I think we, went answered, in we, on him. we answered the question without <laughs> yeah. answering the question. <laughs> or he just goes in on him. Uh, but yeah, it's a tough like, watch. It is a tough watch. I, I think his trade value is he can be a make weight. Like he's kind of like Bavillier, mm-hmm. you know, but higher end. I think he has more value than Bavillier did last year. Like, but in in terms of like, if the Canucks are making a trade to acquire a player making five million or more. That's the player that has to be part of the deal to go the other way. Yeah. That has some tangible value, not standalone because he has another year on his contract, but as part of a package make weight, you can talk yourself into him being an asset for you next year potentially. Yeah. That's the value he has, which isn't great, but you can do something with it. 
Chicago, San Jose, I don't know, like Chicago right now, they could maybe use some exciting players just to like fill the yeah. roster and get closer to the salary cap floor. Like, you know, that's a guy realistically Chicago can maybe work with. He starts scoring again and then he maybe has trade deadline value next year. I I, I don't know, you oh. know, but like that's that's kind of the approach I would take if I'm trying to move Andre Kuzmenko. And the Capitals have kind of shown that they're in it a little bit, but they don't want to overspend. They got Ethan Bear. They got Pacioretty in the offseason. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, low-cost bets with, with some upside. They have cap space because of their LTIR situation. Yeah. Would they be against, you know, taking on Kuzmenko for a bargain? I could see that, potentially, them looking at it and saying, hey, maybe he clicks here with the Russians and something, right? Like, something like that. But you're not getting a lot of value. But I do think you can do something with the contract. Yeah, it, it is movable. Yes. It's uh, just, yeah, with each passing game, it, it gets more likely. It's not a very favorable trade for the Vancouver Canucks. Kuzmenko, soft and sad, just like Dom <laughs> on a Friday night. Uh, Steven, <laughs> who replaces Kuzmenko? 32 Thoughts producer just catches strays while he's not even here. Who replaces Kuzmenko on Power Play 1 moving forward? Suter or Hronik? Or will they rotate through several players? Uh, it's going to be a merry-go-around. It's going to be whoever they bring in at the deadline. Yeah, yes. Uh, and in the meantime, um, over under four players getting rotated in and out by the time they make a trade. Oh, no. Oh no! I'll set the over under at two. Uh, so they called up Linus Carlson today. Put which, him in that front? Yeah. They called up Linus Carlson today, and it, that essentially tells me Kuzmenko's either getting a healthy scratch tomorrow or... Uh, something else is is going on um, because there uh, there's no injury that we currently know of that this would need to happen. So I'm curious what happens there, but I didn't mind how Suter looked in that moment last night when he took over. He was aggressive at least, you know, got a few shots away. I don't like Kronik on the top unit power play. Like I just mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. So. I'd prefer they find a forward to go into that spot. And I'd say Suter. I know people have talked about Joshua. He doesn't even play power play two right now, so why Why, would you bring him into power play one? Yeah, I I do think his skill set net front is something that I would like to explore potentially. Yeah. But maybe start him on the second unit first before you work him up there. I get what you're saying. Um, I like Suter. I don't know if I want him on, on, on power play one. Um, honestly, like I don't mind giving uh, Niels Hoaglander a look. I said it on Twitter last night, and you think about Hoaglander's traits. What is he going to be needed to do in that role? One of it, your big jobs in that role is retrievals. Yes. And, you know, he's got that little bit of a quick burst to get to a loose puck. He's very adept at winning pucks down low, as we've seen during his success. Something that actually Bo was really good at, too. Yeah, and so retrievals are big, and I like that's why they're kind of one and done lately. Like Because yeah. Menko's never... He did it a couple times last night, but he hasn't been as good with his retrievals lately. And, you know, he's also pretty adept at tipping pucks. Yeah. So, like, he's got some of the traits that could work on the top unit power. Play. And can it kind of be like, uh, you know, Hironik? You put him on, a couple of games he scores, and then yeah. you ride it for a few games, and then you move on to the next guy. Yep. That's what I say. None of these guys are solutions. Can they be stop gaps? Yeah. You have to explore it at this point, especially if, you know, Kuzmenko is getting healthy scratch. This discussion sort of highlights how much the need is there for a top six forward because yeah. after Kuzmenko, like, you see the drop-off to the the next player. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd, I'd be interested in, in, in Hoaglander because that role, too, you're not expected to be handling the puck all that often. So um, it's more just 
you know, kind of doing some of the dirty work that the power play needs to for that role to be successful. Taj, would you trade one of Lekaramaki or Willander for Joel Eriksson? Uh, I wouldn't trade Willander because, like, I just think he's he's a righty defenseman. They have very yeah. few of those guys in the league to begin with, and long term, they need a cheap defenseman to come up and play big minutes. Yeah, and he's your best bet. So that's that's the one guy. Not that I mean, I if you can get a young defenseman who's a righty long term, sure, yes. But I, I'm not trading him for a forward. Like Haramaki, you can talk me into that. I don't want to trade like Haramaki, but if you're getting a player under control with on a cheap contract that it's really good, and he's 26. Like, okay, I, I understand it, you know? It's just, I don't think that player is available. For all the talk, and I love how Canucks fans have created this uh, this fake market around yes. Joel Eriksson, who is not available. But the Minnesota Wild are a mess. I don't know if that's the move they make now. Is Bill Guerin even allowed to make big trades? Like, who knows what their situation is even like right now? Um, but you can talk me until the Karamaki, no on Willander. I just... Uh... Minnesota, I know they're they're not going to want this to be like a big rebuild, so I don't see why they even explore trading Joel Eriksson. What if you do? Uh, what if you do? Um, Lekaramaki, a first round pick, Kuzmenko, and another prospect for uh, Kaprizov. I'm all in. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> don't think that's going to happen. Let's NHL 24 this. <laughs> yeah. You just got to keep adding until yeah, you yeah. get the, the trade value right. So what is it, uh, trading Green a paper clip mark? to a yeah. home? Like somebody, yeah. Did somebody do that, like trade a, start a trade and, mm-hmm. with a paper clip? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not going to happen. Canucks just need to turn forced trades off. Yeah. If, if only we could go back to the days when you could like get Chris Draper for a loony. You know? Those were the days. Do you think the Canucks would get a loony back for Kuzmenko right now? Or <laughs> like I knew 50, you were going to ask that. 50 cents is the best I can uh, do. I don't know. Considering uh, that uh, whoever takes Kuzmenko has got to give up $5.5 million. <laughs> Maybe not. Probably not. Maybe not. Uh, next one, Justin in East Van. Who should Quinn Hughes select first on his all-star team? Jack Hughes or Elias Pettersson? So you want to be real conspiracy theorists? Let's, let's play this out. Draft night. Michael Bublé and Quinn Hughes, they're they're yeah. uh, working the they're working the draft floor. They're like, okay, who are we going to select? We've got Pedersen and Miller. Jack Hughes already off the board. I got to take one of my teammates, right? Uh, do I take Petey or do I take Miller? What what happens if he takes Miller? Are, is this the chaos theory that we need to bring into existence that Quinn Hughes takes Miller over Pedersen first, and that creates? Like the uh, Martin St. Louis situation in, in Tampa Bay I when Steve out. Eiserman didn't select him for the Olympic team. He's like, trade me now. No, no. I, I'm giving you I'm giving you my answer now. I'm not staying. <laughs> yeah. I can't play with this guy. No, but if you're Quinn, you have to take your brother, right? Yes. Don't you? Like, hey, you if play he's with those guys. If he's not on the board. If he's, yeah, if he's not on the board. If he's on the board, though, right? If he's on the board, yeah. you have to take your brother, don't you? Yeah. Because it's the only chance you're going to really get unless Maybe. things change down the road of playing together in, NHL, in an NHL setting. Quinn's best strategy in order to not upset any of his teammates' feelings, just select anybody other than his teammates. Yes. <laughs> I love so you like both Brady so Kachuk. much. I can't choose yeah. between just you. Just be like, oh, I just picked my friends from home. I don't take know. Take Boone Jenner. I don't know. <laughs> Or just build an old Canucks an all Canucks team too. You could do that. But then you got to be like, who you pick first? Or yeah. you just be like, I'm making five picks right now. Who do I pick first? <laughs> Maybe just take Demko. Like yeah. guys, guys will understand if you yeah. take Demko first. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Would they get mad if you take Besser first either? Yeah. Maybe no, that'd be funny. Everybody yeah. loves Besser. Yeah, it'd be funny. Next one. Uh, what? I- or sorry, actually, this one from the text line. Uh, Marner for Elias Pettersson. Which side needs a sweetener? 
Oh, the Canucks need a sweetener easily. Like the Canucks get a sweetener. Yeah, they get a sweetener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. They, they need us. They need to get a sweetener. Why do I want Double an $11 million dollar player that just disappears in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, no. I agree. Uh, next one. What is your skincare routine? <laughs> what is this question? I love this. Skin, skincare. I mean, like, I, I mean, is there a routine if you wash your face and apply you know moisturizer. Uh, moisturizer i mean that's essentially a skincare routine yeah. I, i'd say yeah i mean I, i have a certain face wash mm-hmm. that's very you know for sensitive skin yeah so it doesn't like you know wear your skin out i'm a cerave guy personally yeah CeraVe. i have yeah same yeah. same i got that and uh i, I use moisturizer afterwards i, I believe it's cerave. cerave i believe it's cerave, cerave. yeah fair enough this question sure. stems because i got a comment this morning mm-hmm. when i was working out for my trainer that sat has very nice skin oh And they're about There the same go. age, and he was like, "I wonder what he's doing." And <laughs> I was like, "Let's ask him." <laughs> yeah, I mean that, and I would say uh, one thing to, that's really good to preserve your skin is sunscreen, no matter what time of year. Ah. I've been Generally saying speaking. this. Sunscreen. I've been saying this. It's very Ben good. and Elon make fun of me no, all the time. No sunscreen, man. I'm telling you. I'm. I mean, Ben, for the amount of golf you play, you're great. You're young. You look fantastic. Uh, but it's going to help you look even better Thank as you. you age. He's wearing it in the middle of January, though. I, dude, yeah. he's not wrong. Yeah. Listen, UVs don't care if it's cold or warm. They're no, so UVs. They it's so, it's it also could be brighter in the winter. You know? I need Elon to come back. The, right the reflection <laughs> of the ice or the you know the snow. Yeah, you know, the, the sun could even be stronger. In yeah, and, and uh, you know clouds are not these. Uh, is not this are not magical force fields. You know UVs <laughs> get through them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to buy some. Um, I basically like whatever my wife has. Yeah, that's that's available. You know, there's like a different face wash all the time. That I'm that I'll use. <laughs> I tried her uh, overnight rice mask last night. Whoa, rice! Yeah, felt very nice. Makes your skin feel great, nice and smooth and plump. I like it. I gotta plump. get into the uh, the mask market. <laughs> I, I only do the. Uh, I'll wash my face, put lotion on, sunscreen in the morning, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't do any masks. I wonder if like, like any nice. of the stuff actually works. I you don't know, know. never know. done one. <laughs> Like the vitamin C and all this stuff. It's just like, what? Anyways. Uh, next one from Dom. Are you an electric razor or a manual razor kind of guy? Uh, electric electric razor. Same. Yeah. I've recently invested in an electric razor. Oh, really? I mean, you're finally old enough where you need one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I grew up. Oh. <laughs> it's also so, just like, feels like it's cheaper in the long run. Yeah. You know? I, I, I do go hybrid. Uh You know, I trim the beard with the razor, with the electric razor, and then, uh, you know, you shape it with the uh, with the manual razor. Exactly. Yeah. The same. Yeah. So. The only thing is, like, Extra I'm with you. The only thing is, like, I don't like the lines to be too straight. <laughs> like, almost, it looks like, you know what I mean? Well, Sat's got the perfect beard, so, you no, know. I mean, you like, <laughs> it can look cartoonish then. It can look cartoonish, yes. Uh, next one from Discount Dracula. What is your bucket list vacation? My mom texts me. She's like, "No, it's it's the it's the jeans your, your parents gave you, <laughs> yes. not your." Uh, Honestly, <laughs> that's kind of like the main thing, though. It truly is. It uh, it uh, truly is. But sorry, go on with the question. Uh, what's your bucket list vacation? Bucket list vacation. We've done this in the past, but I totally still want to go through Italy. Like Italy, I, hey. You know, even though I've done it before, I feel like I still need another three months in Italy. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Hawaii. I hear great things about Hawaii. That's very nice. I'm also, uh, <laughs> I heard of this like <laughs> golf trip that costs like a million dollars, but you go around the world. 
<laughs> I've heard and of this you play too. like oh, every yeah, big course one. in the world. Yeah. Like if I won Lotto Max, let's say, a hundred percent. You wouldn't tell anyone. But I there may. Would be I science. might take three of my best buddies and just go. So us? <laughs> I'm fr- I'm free. <laughs> Oh man, that was a hard no. That was a very hard no. That was a hard. He didn't, no. he didn't miss a beat. Like the the shrug he gave was. You immediately <laughs> discarded the breakfast club. It was motion something something motion. That's what it was. Three of my best buddies. Yeah, you guys for sure. Yeah, sure, <laughs> definitely. One hundred percent. Why did your voice just go up three octaves? I have no idea. It's fine. Um, I would like to go to Bora Bora, or Greece. You want to have like one of the huts that's sitting over the oh, water? Yeah, like in, sounds uh, great. That'd be so cool. Yeah. What is it? Couples retreat? Is the, that the is that the, the one movie? Vince Vaughn? Yeah, and the weird yoga teacher. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Um, yeah, that definitely like wife wants to do that. Yeah. Do you think you get bored? Like, what do you do? Uh, I, don't, I think I don't there's know. excursions and stuff. I don't know. Bora Bora. Like you're not so far out in the ocean that you're just by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I always like tell myself like I need a all inclusive vacation and just like sit sit on the resort and do nothing. After three days, I'm like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> Let's go somewhere. Let's explore the town. I need I need to get out. I need some so, stimulation. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I go into a vacation with the mindset of this is a relaxing vacation and I don't yeah. need to do anything. Like one or two days, you go and do something, but yeah. I don't know if I have to. I don't feel the need to do more. I the guess. nighttime show at the resort just ain't doing it for me. Yeah, yeah that's, I guess it's boring. Right. You have I've seen the stuff. Michael Jackson show in like seven countries now. I'm good. Yeah, all inclusive. I don't think I can do an all all inclusive more than like four to five days now. Yeah, I think that's a sweet spot. Seven days is just too much in one mm. spot. I will end with this one. What is one food that you cannot stand? Not stand. Like just a, a single type of food. A single. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Have you oh like roasted God. Brussels sprouts? I've done. I've tried. Really? Oh. I've tried. Wow. I the smell. You tried. I just can't. I made some really good Brussels sprouts. I tried it, like you know, get the bacon grease on there and like Parmesan cheese. I've tried everything. It tastes amazing. I, I can't get past the smell. Mm. What do I don't. What do I not? Even like? broccoli bothers me. The smell is just like. Ugh. Yeah, I guess anchovies. Yeah. Like on pizza is different, but like, you know, how raw about, yeah. what's like a, a food that most people like that you don't like? Lasagna. Really? Oh, uh-huh. get out of town. I like, you the, just haven't had a good lasagna. I like pasta. I like meat. I like cheese. I don't like lasagnas. Huh, could be my grandma. Like, I love my grandma. She's the best. Yeah. And like, I know people say their grandmas and their moms make the best lasagnas. I've had a lot of them. <laughs> and I think it's because all these sports banquets all, always serve them with Caesar yes. salad as like a yeah. buffet. I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't. No, you haven't had a good lasagna. I don't know, Reach. I'm convinced. <laughs> Sounds like you should make one and bring it in. Reach is going to make one on the golf trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll send you a picture. <laughs> no, we're going to have it. Uh, great. Yes. Yeah, have you had your family size lasagna, by no, the way? No, I haven't. Jeez, coward. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, that other people like that I don't? Yeah. Like, I'm a eggnog. Oh, yeah, eggnog's gross. I, I can't do that. That's one thing I can't. Is that a food? Is that a drink? Well, I'm just like okay. a, something you consume. All right. I'm like really easy when it comes to food. I'm not picky at all. So yeah, I'm not too picky either, generally speaking. I view food as sustenance half the time. <laughs> yes. Is that is that available to eat? Okay, all I'll right. have it. Great. Uh, Dan Richo, Satyar Shah, Shane Malloy coming up on Canuck Central.